Hey everybody, I'm Eric Arnault and this is day two of your stories of Fortnite from the Heart, celebrating love and power ballads from our six-year archives of stories and songs. Today, we've got a piece that just missed the year-end best of in 2016, and a song that I wish had made it in 2017. So first up in the story slot is founding Nerdalogs member Kevin Walsh, who we met up with in LA for a really special show at UCB Sunset that I recorded while I was on vacation a couple years ago. And believe it or not, that has turned into one of my favorite episodes ever. So Kevin's piece about relationship failure and the growth that comes out of it is something that I think speaks to all of us, especially if we had nerdier tendencies in our younger years, which I think we all did. I, if you're listening to this, come on, be real. And then we're following Kevin's story with a classic Journey track, because California always makes me think of Journey, performed by myself and guest singer Cher Vincent, an awesome Chicago podcast producer who shares my love of AOR. That stands for album-oriented rock. That's a term people used when people talked about AOR. Uh, Steve Perry's got a heck of a voice, and Cher really rose to the challenge of hitting those notes. It's so impressive, so awesome. So that is going to be who's crying now. Uh, Before we get to that, I, of course, want to mention the local organization I'm spotlighting today as part of my own Fortnite from the Heart, which I also use as a kind of a giving event. So... That is going to be the Chicago Alliance Against Racist and Political Oppression. That is a favorite cause of Your Story's regular Ariel Adkins, and they do really great work in our home city and nationally, campaigning for things like police accountability and prison reform. This stuff is so important now, and I mean, it's it's always important. So uh, for more information and to support their work like I'm going to do, you can visit naarpr.org. All right, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy some stories and songs. Close your eyes and try to dream. and do your best to try. Coming up next to the stage, this is very exciting. So I mentioned the Nerdlogs are a sketch comedy group. They have existed for just about seven years now. I was not there at the beginning. I got in about year two or three by doing this podcast as it happens. This next gentleman is a founding member of the group. He moved to L.A. a little bit ago, and he is here to share a story with us once again. Mr. Kevin Walsh! Uh, Hi, guys. I'm Kevin, and I'm going to tell you a story about long-distance relationships the invention of Facebook, and my brief period as a stalker. And I'm not off book, I apologize. Our story begins in the fall of 2003, which, if you believe Aaron Sorkin, and I tend to, a young Mark Zuckerberg was delivering an epic monologue, getting dumped, stumbling home, and inventing Facebook. For comparison, in 2003, I was a high school senior trying to get my ska band off the ground. I think we know who came out better in that shake, so. Fast forward to the following fall. I'm a new freshman, finally away from home, uh, access to all the free alcohol I could ever want, and I'm hating every minute of it. You see, I didn't drink yet. And my girlfriend and I at the time, high school sweethearts and all, we decided to give the long-distance thing the old college try. For anyone here in a long-distance relationship or anyone on the podcast at home, my condolences, I'm sorry. Uh, My college experience had a rocky start. My, My freshman assigned roommate was the 
generic college cliche. He was so bland and so nerdy, and not like cool nerdy like all of us, like math and <laughs> math and science nerdy. Uh, all of his T-shirts were from high school fun runs. If that helps. <laughs> So, of course, he made lifelong friends with everyone on the floor. They'd go eat meals together. They'd go to the quad together. They'd play poker together. He was awful, guys. <laughs> but meanwhile, I'm desperately trying to transfer out of the goddamn school and, and go somewhere closer to where my high school girlfriend goes to college. Uh, yeah, within a week, I was trying to leave, and I'm mad at my roommate. Um, you know, he was off doing the weekend party thing, and I'm driving 105 miles per hour on the interstate to try to squeeze every last minute of clingy boyfriend time with my girlfriend out. Hormones are a terrible thing. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't see how desperate I was at the time, but, you know, hindsight. Uh, the upswing of my miserable first quarter was I had access to my, you know, the college's land connection, a.k.a the golden era of downloading porn on LimeWire. <laughs> you guys remember LimeWire? Kazaa, maybe? I'm dating myself. You know, when your favorite barely legal teens are now MILFs, you're getting older. <laughs> anyway, here's where Zuckerberg's story and I intersect. You see, Facebook was just enabled at my college. See, back then, for the younger folks, Facebook was kind of invite-only to colleges, so it was kind of a big deal at the time. Now it's, of course, 100% chatbots and people casually outing themselves as racist. Uh, but my girlfriend and I, you know, would chat for hours every night. Again, guys, I'm sorry. I know how terrible that is now. And, uh, you know, but with Facebook, we could finally put faces with names. And on the other side of the coin, you could finally put faces with names. <laughs> Facebook started to fuel my already insecure feelings, that sort of self-doubt and trust issues that I couldn't get over. They amplified because of it. I became the PI trying to solve my own infidelity case. And friends, that does not end well. I would comb through every post from everyone on her friends list, searching for answers I wasn't getting on the phone, trying to piece together context clues of her night from wall posts. I'd dive through albums and albums of photos, just trying to get a glimpse of her in the background of a photo. And it drove me crazy. Was that a red solo cup? What, what is she doing at a party? What's she, what's she wearing? She never, she never mentioned going out. Like, she doesn't drink. What's going on? Who's this guy? Is that that creep Tom she mentioned? What's she doing so close to him? They look really close. Then I'd go on Tom's page. I'd creep on him. I'm like, what does he have that I don't have? <laughs> Our phone calls would turn into sort of lines of questioning. You know, I'm trying to trip up her alibi, you know. I'd arrive early to her college hoping to catch something strange afoot. <laughs> Guys, I am not the hero of this story. <laughs> I'm not. It was icky, it was awful, and it did not make me feel good. Her cheating or not cheating, it didn't matter. Like, it's college. You're supposed to, like enjoy yourself and uh, not hold on to an echo of a shell of a relationship. Um, you know, it had to end, and so it did. And that was tough, you know. I went through my depression phase. I went through my back knee phase. Just a phase. <laughs> Just a phase. Uh, but then a funny thing happened. That anxiety I had before, it just disappeared. I dropped a bunch of weight from the depression, which to this day is my favorite form of dieting. <laughs> I started meeting people, got into a pretty elite Halo 2 land group with my dorm friends, 
See, back then there was no Xbox Live, so you had to connect locally. Uh, I started to binge watch DS9 on Spike TV. You see, back then there was no Netflix, so you had to watch things on television. Uh, and you know what? I had never been a Star Trek fan before that breakup, so in a way, I felt pretty woke, you know? I made the effort to hang out with my roommate, even. And guys, he's still an asshole. He was awful. You know, my nerdness blossomed, and before I knew it, I was into graphic novels and ripping entire seasons of Next Gen to my laptop. And because people weren't glued to their iPhones yet, because the iPhone wasn't invented yet, you're able to actually meet other nerds to be nerdy with. And some of them I'm still nerdy with today. Uh, so for this night, just for fun, I decided to uh, log on to Facebook and try to Facebook stalk my ex one last time. <laughs> This proved tricky because she had a different last name, and uh, also we aren't friends on Facebook anymore, so I couldn't learn much. Which, by the way, thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. That's great. Total strangers should not be able to creep on your wall. Kudos. So I went to LinkedIn. I learned three things from stalking her uh, this week. One, I learned that she's married now, hence the new last name. Congratulations. I learned she's some sort of mid-level manager at a small community bank. Uh, and then, you know, a bunch of academic, not real jobs before that. Uh, <laughs> and lastly and most importantly, I learned that I don't care anymore. And I haven't cared for 12 years. So I don't know where Mark Zuckerberg is now. Probably in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> but I feel like I'm a better person, finally. Thank you. Man, for real, I'm so happy Facebook didn't exist when I went in high school. I would have been way worse even than the dude in your story. Like, oh my god, it would have been disaster for me. Didn't hit till I was a junior in college, so at least I kind of toned that shit down a little bit. A little bit. I'm cool now, guys. Guys, we have one more speaker this half. She is one of the founders of Post Loudness, which is an awesome podcast collective started in this office for uh, Voices on the Fringe, so they say. She has a lot of great shows under her belt, and she's going to do a very wonderful song that you might not associate with a movement like Post Loudness, but that's what makes it really special. This is Cher Vincent. Yeah! So, um, my New Year's resolution is to be more earnest in the things that I do. Um, this song in particular is a song that I listen to a lot around the time the bad thing happened in November. And I listen to it, I think, like, on repeat, maybe, like, for three hours or something. But um, it's about this little, this little known band from the 80s called Journey. <laughs> and, um, but this song in particular is really underrated. This is Who's Crying Now. They might know it from their greatest hiss album. Um, but yeah, so here we go. I want to say the genesis of this is uh, our mutual friend Kevin Budnick, like on November 9th, posted this thing. I was like, what music are you listening to to help you get through this really weird time? And she posted a link to this song, and I was like, holy shit, you like Journey? <laughs> and that's Magic Journey. was born. They're the best. Haters still left. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
want but steve perry can fucking sing and that song was in the original key and share totally nailed it so this has been a nerdalogs production if you'd like to help make more things like this please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today and go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff thanks for being awesome thank you all thank you all I am Grabbot23548X.